Hello and welcome everyone to our 78th session of Hallo Casa. My name is Michael and today I'm talking to Stephen Lim from Manila. Stephen is a real estate broker by profession and real estate investor by passion. Specializes in Philippine real estate investment, representation of foreign investors, residential and commercial brokerage and listing. Stephen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, Michael. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to do an interview with me. Uh, hi, uh, hi, everyone. I'm Stephen. Stephen Lim from Manila, Philippines, but I was actually not born here. I was born in Iloilo City, which is an, an, an island one hour fly away from Manila. Uh, basically, um, I'm, I'm a real estate broker uh, by profession. Uh, I own uh, my own brokerage firm, but before that, I was with a developer for seven years. I started really low, like um, being being an agent, unlicensed agent, uh, until I became a manager and eventually just created a brokerage firm. And like uh, this year, I started it this year. Awesome. Give us an overview of um, Manila, uh, of the Philippines itself. Like for the ones who don't know the Philippines, um, give us an overview of the entire country. Well, uh, Philippines is a mo is so far uh, one of the most interesting countries in Southeast Asia. Okay. Uh, the reason behind that is a bit of the culture because we are the only westernized country in Asia. If you've noticed, you've been to Vietnam, to Indonesia, to other parts of Asia. It's really so Asian there. And in Philippines, we are more western inclined um past 2011 onwards uh, the influence is more of a western but 2011 i mean 2011 before it's really more western influence and um, there's a lot of bpos here um u.s companies are coming here but right now um, asian influence is coming into philippines from 2011 until now uh, because uh, China market is also growing in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's interesting because economy-wise, it's a mixture of East and West. And there's there's like Eastern culture and Western culture here. People are really good at speak in speaking English. Uh, real estate is strong and the economy is a bit strong. We're at around 6% GDP uh, by the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. So... Economy-wise, it's really nice. Culturally-wise, um, there's a lot of beaches here. Mm -hmm. uh, really a lot of beaches. And uh, uh, for example, places like Siargao, Palawan, Boracay, and even cities like Cebu. Cebu is an interesting city that we're going to discuss maybe, I think, later mm -hmm. because it's it's like the Bali of the Philippines. And there's a city in the middle and there's beach just right beside it. Mm -hmm. People are why why don't we go directly into Cebu? Give us an overview of of Cebu. Um, I know it's it's more uh, it's located in the south. It's uh, kind of a very uh, important city in the in the south of the Philippines. Um, what is the economy about uh, in in Cebu? What is also maybe um, real estate in Cebu like? Um, give us an overview there. Okay, uh, Cebu is uh, Cebu is like the queen city of the south. Okay. Basically, Cebu is the second biggest capital of the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Basically, Manila is the capital, right? Mm -hmm. It's like uh, the New York. Manila is like the New York of the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Cebu is like the Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Basically, Cebu is um, it's like Manila. There's a lot of economy going. There's a lot of business going there. Uh, many rich tycoons from the Philippines also came from Cebu. Mm -hmm. uh, they're called Cebuanos. And... The only difference is the city is just beside the beach. 
basically the tourism is really good in Cebu. Um, unlike Manila, uh, from Manila here right now, when we want to go to the beach, we need to drive an hour or two to, to Batangas to go to the, ba to the beach. Mm -hmm. Cebu, uh, it will take you less than 30 minutes or even 15 minutes to go to a beach in Cebu. Mm -hmm. uh, because just out, Cebu is composed of like uh, few cities like Mactan uh, area, uh, Mandawe, Cebu City, and Mactan uh, area is where the beaches are. Uh, there are five-star resorts there. There are uh, diving spots for for foreigners who wants to dive there. Um, it's really interesting place. Um, the airport in Cebu right now is really a top-notch. It's when when I went there last last year because I just bought two, two, I just bought a, a, a few investment in Cebu last year, and. I saw the airport is really far from what it is before. It's almost it's not it's almost as identical as Singapore Airport. Mm -hmm. Wow! So it really attract attracted a lot of foreigners coming to Cebu more. So um, that's that's the reason why Cebu is some an interesting place. Another thing that I could say about Cebu is it's I mean it's it's traffic is not as bad as Manila. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of traffic there, but it's a bit manageable right now. Uh, what, and the things that you can find in Manila, in, 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 in like for example, the, the products here in Manila, there's also available, uh, available stocks in Cebu. Um, the foreign, foreigner diversity, uh, the restaurants in Cebu is also really very diverse. There's a lot of foreign restaurants there, mm -hmm. and the amazing part of the, about Cebu is about is uh, is the food. Is the food? Yeah, the food in Cebu is really good. That you really would not miss to eat lechon. Mm -hmm. uh, lechon is actually uh, uh, some uh, roasted pork that people really go into Cebu and they really love eating there. Um, apart from Cebu, what other interesting um, regions do you consider um, as a real estate investor, but also um, in general in the Philippines? Okay, I have two regions aside from Cebu that I might highlight with. Um, number one is Pampanga. Mm -hmm. Pampanga is in the north of Manila. It's actually in central Luzon. Uh, that area is where the... It's near Clark. Clark. Clark Air Base in, in Manila, in in the zone, I mean. Pampanga is interesting because it's it's really very big, it's very wide, it's still developing. Um, there's a lot of potential for lands to develop there. Uh, right now, what's interesting with Pampanga is many developers, local developers here in the Philippines, are master planning areas in Pampanga. Um, developers like Ayala, like Mega World, and even Robinsons are really doing their share, fair share in buying properties in Pampanga to master plan it to make it a better community. I mean, uh, like uh, there's new developer here, Udena, that they're they're developing the the Clark Global City, uh, which is gonna be uh, predicted to be some of the um, gonna be the next capital of the, of the Philippines. Um, it might not happen soon, but some government offices are going to transfer in Pampanga and Clark Global City. So it's an interesting place. Mm -hmm. Aside from Pampanga, the second one that I'm going to vouch for is Iloilo. Okay, not to be biased because Iloilo is my hometown, but uh, Iloilo is one of the interesting places because lands are cheaper there. They're very, very cheap. Mm -hmm. I bought a land two years ago 
price at around uh, less than 20,000 US dollars mm -hmm. only for a land. Less than 20,000 20, US dollars for the land. So it's really cheap there. Um, the, the prices is really, really low. I mean, if, if you talk about investment clock, I think investment clock in Ilu is around 5 o'clock or 4 a.m. in the morning. So the opportunity to grow there is very big. Um, however, what, what, when you... What, yes. What is it, what you mentioned? The investment... Uh, Clock. That's clock. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's one of my bases on looking into areas on which to invest, and I'm really checking. I have some parameters to check on on which time is it in certain areas. Like in Iloilo, I can say that it's around 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. time. There's really a room for growth there. But what what is what is at that, that time? What is it? What you're looking at? Uh, I'm looking at the number one, the price. Mm -hmm. Number two, the the market there. I mean, the response of consumers there. Number three is the the future growth of the area. Mm -hmm. Number four is the population, the demographics, mm -hmm. and the convenience of investment there. Mm -hmm. So, like, why do I say that it is like five a.m. or four a.m. because the price is really low. Aside mm -hmm. from the price. Uh, the growth is really going to be so far ahead. Yeah. Um, if you invest in Iloilo, expect your money to stay there for like three to five years or even more. Okay. And by, by, the, by saying this, the time, you mean that it is very early? Yes, it's very early. But okay. if, you're, if you're a very, if you're that type of investor, I think that Iloilo would be perfect for you. Okay, great. Um, apart from that, you um, you, um, you are also interested in, in um, or you say that there are other regions um, in the Philippines um, where, which you consider as definitely like uh, worth um, having a look to invest? Well, other regions are interesting. There are some early region, regions right now like Bacolod. Bacolod is just an island away from Iloilo. Bohol is like the tourism, tur new tourism area in, in the Philippines. Davao, which uh, the, the hometown of, of our president, and Davao is one of the interesting places too because economy there is growing right now. But I want to highlight on the three cities here right now, um, which is uh, Cebu, uh, Pampanga and Iloilo. Mm -hmm. uh, reasons why I highlight them because the 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 results of these areas are um, it seems gonna it's gonna reap soon. It's gonna reap soon, especially in Cebu and Pampanga. Mm -hmm. So that's that's all the reasons. That's one of the reasons why I'm highlighting there. Um, there are some developers focusing on buying tracts of land in these areas. Also, uh, government are partnering with private firms in developing the community of the areas, like developing infrastructure of the areas, mm -hmm. um, especially Iloilo. What I like about Iloilo is that it's really well master planned. The mm -hmm. traffic is really, it's really, it's really incomparable as compared to Cebu and Pampanga and even in Manila. Mm -hmm. In Iloilo, I can have eight appointments per day. Wow. Without having the hassle of, uh, of, of, of like worrying if I could be late on this appointment or not. In Manila, every day I could only do max three appointments. Mm -hmm. So th that's the difference. I mean, you could save a lot more time in Iloilo, in, in, in Pampanga, and other cities in the Philippines. Uh, uh, I mean, Manila is good, um, but I think there's many growth centers that are incoming right now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. You are also representing uh, foreign investors, um, also helping them in their um, purchases and also in the administration of them. Guide us through a little bit uh, what you're exactly doing there. Okay, so um, because I, as an investor myself, um, I'm, I'm actually... I actually have a mentor before uh, I met him before, and he's a foreigner. Uh, right now, he's my business partner. Mm-hmm. He taught me about foreign investment stuff. Technically, uh, I learned everything from him. Mm-hmm. So as an investor, I feel how hard is it for a foreigner to invest in someone's country that you're unfamiliar with, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the problem that I see. There are um, Philippines is, is really attracting right now a lot of foreign reserves, foreign income, foreign generating income. Mm-hmm. The problem is uh, foreigners find it hard to be secure in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the reason. Um, I don't know the main reason was, but I think some of the reason was maybe the news, uh, the negative impact about the terrorism, the negative impact about 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 what's happening with our country right now but i can assure you it's it's just the news Mm -hmm. in in reality uh philippines is far safer than before Mm -hmm. the government is really doing really well in in governance here in the philippines i mean it's curving more corruption it's creating more order it's creating more discipline with the filipinos and as a representative in the Philippines, I really help them. Assure, number one is I really help them get assured that their investment here in the country is really safe. Mm-hmm. Number two, I guide them in buying properties here. Basically, there's because we know a lot. There's a lot of 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 because I've been in, I've been in with with a developer before, so I'm connected with a developer. And being with a developer, you're really forced to sell your product. Mm-hmm. So my 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 point of view here is I helping foreign investors not to be biased in just certain, in just one product and just one brand. Mm-hmm. I'm helping them look at each and every brand. Basically, I'm doing the study to, for for them. I'm doing the study for them. Check if there's check if the investment uh, catalog investment checklists are re, are met or not. Mm-hmm. If it if it doesn't if it did, didn't match, I mean, I won't recommend them there. Okay. If it match, I would I would recommend them there, but I'll be I'll be there to guide them step by step on how to buy, yeah, and how to invest. Um, what are the nationalities you're dealing uh, with the most at the moment? Uh, right now I'm dealing with uh, Indonesians, uh, Japanese, uh, Singaporeans, people from Hong Kong, Taiwanese, and mostly right now chinese okay. there's a lot of chinese chinese uh, nationalities coming into philippines right now which is i'm very very surprised um when you offer your service what are the steps you are um, guiding them through and maybe you can guide us through the the entire steps when it comes to um, buying a property in um, the philippines Okay. Um, number one is I before before them employing our service. Actually, the service is for free. Okay. Uh, what's the catch? Um, mostly would ask what's the catch if the service is for free. Uh, the catch is I get income from the commissions of the sale. Mm-hmm. So that's the only that's the way I get income when the service and the deal has been done. 
I get income there. So I, I do it for free because um, it's more of my passion of helping people do find the right investment. That's what, that's that's the why that's the reason why I do it for free. Um, the things that I that uh, there's there's some there's some checklists that I that I do when 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 looking for investment, and I I I'm I'm giving a few a few seconds that I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss everything about the checklist here right now. Um, it, there's there are five checklists that I'm I'm considering into. Yeah. Before the before a foreign investor comes into the Philippines and say, "Good, I'm gonna invest here." Mm-hmm. Number one is, I need to really check them. I, I need to really check on the location first. Mm-hmm. Okay, how's the location? Is the location growing? Is there growth opportunity there? Is the is the development of the infrastructure is gonna happen soon? It's is, is, is it really, I mean, is the location really nice? Is it really attractive? There's a lot of offices there. Number two is I check the demographics. Mm-hmm. How's the demographics there? How's the, the, the rental market? Who's the consumers there? Who's going to buy the property? Can they afford the property in the near future? Can they afford the rent there? Mm-hmm. Number three is I checked uh, the developer's track record. It's very important. In the Philippines, you need to know and you need to have a licensed real estate broker to guide you mm-hmm. on doing the due diligence and everything, especially the developer's track record. Mm-hmm. Number one is you need to check if the developer has LTS. LTS is, a, is what you call license to sell. Mm-hmm. So LTS is really authorizing the developer that their project is really legit for sale. Mm-hmm. It's accredited with HLURB, which is a government firm on regulating the development and the housing in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Number two is, aside from the legalities of this, number two is the developer's track record is, you need to know, how's their track record in development before? Mm-hmm. Uh, is their development well-praised or is their development have issues before? Yeah. How's their finance status in the PSE in the Philippine Stock Exchange? Are they publicly listed? If yes, how are they how are they, how are they performing financially? Yeah. Because it's important in case that the everything went down, right? Everything went down and everything crashed. Yeah. Can the developers suffice to 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 have enough funds to continue their development, or are they depending the money from the payments of the buyers? Mm-hmm. That's really important. That's the third one. The fourth one is the payment term and the convenience of the process. Okay. Payment term is really important because this is how you do the leverage of investment. Are they offering low equity? Are they offering zero interest? Um, if you're into investment, you need to really take advantage of, of getting low, low equity. I would recommend a 30 to 50% equity max. Okay. Don't go more than fifty percent equity in investment. Yeah. Only sell out fifty percent equity, payable in in the time in the years until the development is gonna be finished. Yeah. That's my best. That's my one of the advice that I can share freely right now. That means fifty um, percent up to uh, during the entire duration sure. of the construction process of the development. Yes. Um, like right now in 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 the properties I bought. Uh, the, the property that I bought in Cebu, I only got 25% equity until it finished. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
in I just bought property just a few days ago, and the properties I bought in in Iloilo is only fifteen percent equity in wow. five years. So I mean I, I I mean as an investor, you need to take advantage of that. Take advantage of that term because um you could leverage a lot by buying a property only by having just a few amount of equity. Got it. Um you just mentioned um the property um construction company and the and the project company. Um is there any way that you said like you know if things go downward and uh, you know they they cannot they don't have the funds to to finish it is there any way to 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 make sure that you are safe and you're getting your money back if that will happen okay number one um if you choose the perfect developer the right developer um you can you can be guaranteed that your money is secure there okay why because they have the funds to to finish it to suffice yeah. for it so if you're not uh if for example in 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 bad luck's time maybe you've invested in someone that's not a credible developer how can you guarantee that your funds will be back uh we have this law i think it's it's what you call maceda law maceda law is the law that protects installment buyers as long as they pay the monthly amortization in two years time uh they get protected by this law that their money is going to be returned back to them Okay. So that's the, I think that's that's the, the government support. How the government supports us, supports investors in investing in the Philippines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, talking about me now, for as a foreign investor in the Philippines. Um, yes. You, you say, I mean, uh, all you say is super interesting, and you have like apparently a very interesting access uh, as a local to those properties and those those projects. Yes. What's the step now for me to do business with you and how what would I need to do so that I have access to those properties? Okay. Actually, um the access, for example, if you're a foreign investor, the only thing that you need to for example, you want to avail my service, right? Mm -hmm. As an invest as, as as an investor, the only thing that you need to do is to do some paperwork is uh having an engagement proposal with our with my firm. Mm -hmm. Basically Asking us to be engaged, I mean, authorizing us to represent you in your interest to purchase in the Philippines. Okay. Basically, this engagement proposal will solve all your problems of coming here in the Philippines, doing all the research, and just give you the convenience of investing in a foreign country like Philippines without much of a hassle. Mm -hmm. um, that service... Um, covers the scope of us doing the research for you. We will do the initial research. We will do every checklist that's needed for your requirement. What investment do you need? We will do every research on how's the process going to be. Uh, actually, that's the, that's the fifth one, is the convenience of process. Mm -hmm. I mean, we will be the one to check if the process of the documentation of the paperwork is really convenient because it's really important that the process should be convenient. Yeah. It's going to really cost you a lot of headache if the, if the process is really so tedious, there's a lot of paperwork, it's going to cost you a headache. And as a broker myself, I won't recommend you investing in that developer. Totally. Okay. Because um, one of the reasons why I highlight that because uh, of the experience of my business partner in investing in London. London has a very interesting market because he invested a lot of properties in London without even going to London and with only Skype. 
Wow. That's that's the that's how convenient London is. That's no wonder why a lot of foreign investors want to invest in London. So and, I, I, and I, I'm, I, wanna, I want to provide that kind of service. I might not be able to provide same service like London, but I want to provide that similar service that to give up foreign investors less headache in investing in the Philippines by doing everything for them. The only thing that they need to do is to review the report that we made, mm -hmm. verify the report on their own so that, they, so that we won't come out by, I don't, I don't want us to come out biased. Mm -hmm. Once they verify the report on their own, they choose which 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 properties proposed they will invest in. Okay, I have one question about the authorization. The authorization yes. is um, bound to a specific property, or is it um, in general? The authorization would depend on the investor, um, because if you um, can I, uh, I I don't know if you could share screen in Skype here, but um, the authorization the engagement proposal that we have, we give the buyer or the investor the freedom on what they want us to authorize them with. Number one is there's a there's a list of what kind of property they're investing in. They they can be specific, or they can be general. Okay. Number two is they, they can give us the exclusivity or non-exclusivity. So it's up to them. I won't force them to do that. But uh, I was surprised when we started launching that service. Uh, there are a lot of, um, not, not just investors, but property buyers giving us ex exclusivity on, on helping them research on the property that they need. Okay. Um, and why is that so? What do you think is, uh, is it the reason that... Um investors or buyers prefer exclusivity time that's a very big problem right now is the time mm -hmm. uh people really value their time so much that um some of the people overlook it and that's the i think that's the edge of dealing with us dealing with my firm actually my firm i want to introduce you my firm right now yes. my firm is actually called southeast asia real estate solutions so i named that southeast asia because i want to focus in philippines first and hopefully if we might um, god willing we might expand asia yes. so it's called sears sears um s-e-a-r-e-s um, that one of the advantages dealing with Sears is that uh, we really value your time so much and we really, as, as a property buyer, uh, we want to focus on you buying your property by saving up time, by saving your time, by giving you a lot of time to save so that you have a lot of time to spare for your extracurricular activities and for your loved ones and for your life. Perfect. Um... What about after the purchase, um, administration of the property, management of it? Um, would you also handle this? Okay. Administration of property, yes, we do handle it. Because the service would does just involve in purchase. Mm -hmm. Once you buy a property from us, whether you're a buyer or a seller, we are going to be responsible and liable for, for the property you bought. Yeah. Basically, our service won't end when you purchase from us. Our service will end only when you have the title with you. Got it. Um, but once we, ha we have the title with you, regarding the management of the property, it's a different scenario. Basically, um, right now, we don't have a formal property management yet, but 
um, I'm already managing some properties of my Indonesian investors mm-hmm. in Makati. So I manage their properties. I do I do collect rent for them. I do pay for their utility bills. I do check on them if their properties are well managed or, or, or well maintained or not. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe after this uh, this lockdown, well, I might not start it soon as soon enough. Maybe I might start it next year. I might form my own property management company uh, to formally manage properties of investors. So basically, that company can support the foreign investors who invested with us. Because I want it. I I don't want them to have a hassle. That's that's one of the actually you're you're correct, Michael. Um, that's that's really one of the concerns right now of foreigners and. What 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 will do they do? Who will manage their property? I mean, there's a property management companies that developers provide, but developers provide management services only within the developers' premises, especially basically the lobbies, the amenity areas. But inside the unit, who manage it? That's where we come inside. That's where that's where our property management is gonna come into. Making sure I uh, we also cover this one. The title. After purchasing it, and I don't go to the Philippines, the oh, the official ownership of that property. Uh, who's the owner when I when I do that with you? Okay, um, the the official owner for the property is this. Foreigners can allow, um, can be allowed to own condominium properties. Mm-hmm. Basically, properties with cct mm-hmm. not tct okay cct is condominium certificate of title tct is transfer certificate of title basically tcts are land mm-hmm. <laughs> cct's are condominiums are apartments basically offices apartments foreigners are allowed to buy that as long as it doesn't reach a foreign capital 40 percent mm-hmm. so a foreign, the foreign investors I encounter mostly are buyers of condominium properties. So, like, there, there are like eighty or ninety percent of them are the buyers of condominium properties, which covers CCT and basically the title is owned under their name. So, when the title is released, it's under their name, safe and sound. But the question is, how about the ten percent buyers who, who wants to buy properties, landed properties in the Philippines? That's a big question. Um, I need to, uh, those, um, those scenarios are a bit complicated because I need to ask the foreign investors if they're willing to incorporate in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's two ways of foreign to own properties in the Philippines. One is to incorporate, to have a company in the Philippines, a local company. Number two is to bury a Filipina and name it under the Filipina wife. Mm-hmm. So that's the two scenarios, but the more... More, more of my landed investor scenario is they incorporate in the Philippines, they make a local company here, and they're able to buy a property here in the Philippines. And, the, and the local company has to have a certain ownership, uh, which also has a Filipino um, in it, or how does that work? Yes, yes it should be majority. Uh, it should be majority, 40% owned by foreigner. And the sixty percent should be owned by Filipinos, trusted Filipinos, but in a separate manner. It's not; they must not be a majority. Okay. Uh, then may I ask you why then incorporating the company if I still need to have the six percent Filipino ownership in the company itself? It's a government rule. Okay. 
Okay. That's that's also that's also the reason why um to keep Philippines properties from going into bubble, because if we don't have that rule, uh, I'm afraid to say that um Philippine properties gonna have a bubble soon. Okay. If we don't have that rule, if we don't have that rule, because okay. of that rule, the real estate property, the prices here is protected. Uh, the foreigners can be limited to investing in condominiums, and the only ones who can invest in land are the developers from foreign developers who wants to incorporate and develop here in the Philippines. So the property bubble is, is covered because if that rule is going to be very, it's very, very lenient, I'm really sure many Chinese buyers are going to buy lands here in cash, no matter what the price is. Yeah, got it. Got it. Um... So CTC uh, up to forty percent foreign investors, uh, and yes. then uh, TCT um, nothing, but uh, along along the uh, corporation, then forty percent again. Yes, and to set up a corporation, I'm all, my company also has a legal team which can help you set up your company here. So basically, everything is well covered. Mm -hmm. Our team is complete. We have a legal team that's expert in laws who could assist you for that. All covered by a company. Awesome. Um, talking a little bit about the islands of the Philippines. Okay. Um, when I traveled uh, lately to the Philippines, I saw a lot of um, islands um, to my personal uh, um, feeling almost too many uh, foreign investors uh, from China um, buying buying properties on the islands. Um, what is there the development on um, in general on the real estate sector on the islands from your perspective? Okay, actually, um, the islands is actually more of a political. Um, what what if we're talking about the West Philippine Sea? Uh, I'm not gonna discuss about it no, more because no, no, it's more no. of the political side, but. I, I assume that there are some islands outside Manila that um, you, you, what you've noticed there are some a lot there's a lot of Chinese buyers coming inside and buying that lands there. Okay, um, I can see that as a, as a, I mean there's a lot of negativity going around there, but um, I can see that as an opportunity for me mm -hmm. because um, what people don't know about Pogo we're we're going to talk basically about Pogo right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2000, I mentioned before, 2000, 2011 and before were influenced by Western culture, right? Mm -hmm. 2011 onwards, we're more inclined to Asian culture. Mm -hmm. 2011 before, the pogos that we have right now, 2011 before, is called BPOs, mm -hmm. which is the American companies, uh, like, for example, Con Convergies, yeah. uh, which is ICT, ICT solutions, yeah. um, outsourcing Filipino services in telemarketing. Yeah. Okay. Catering to Western clients. Yeah. There's no difference in Pogos. Okay. Pogos is actually a BPO catering, not just mainly to Asian clients, but but mostly for gambling, online gambling clients. Mm -hmm. Um, what I've noticed is that Pogo is not limited to Chinese. Mm -hmm. I've been handling some Pogo clients right now, but you know what? Pogo can is really Pogo is really helping Philippine economy because the owners of Pogo licenses are Filipinos, not Chinese. I think. Okay. Makes sense. Um, 
it's, it's a common misconception because no no Chinese company can own a Pogo license. Okay. The Chinese company coming in the Philippines needs to get a license from the mother license, which is owned by the Filipino, to operate. Okay. Basically, paying the mother license, a Filipino company, and the Filipino Pogo company, the mother company license, is paying the taxes to the government, which in, in then improves the economy of the Philippines. Got it. Okay. Uh, no, th thank you so much for the clar clarification. That's that's uh, super valuable. Um, you also are interested and also very active in international investments. Uh, prior to our call here, uh, we talked a little bit about um, Eastern Europe and stuff. I'd like to, yeah. to have your opinion on um, the global real estate market and where you see some interesting markets right now. Uh, well, I'm I'm really quite interested with global markets right now, especially um, neighboring countries like Vietnam. Mm -hmm. I actually connected with some Vietnam brokers lately in LinkedIn uh, because I want to study more about what Vietnam is. So what because I've heard a lot of good news about Vietnam, especially how the government works there, how the economy is right now. There are also pogos in Vietnam, and. It's really attracting a lot of foreign investors. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also interested in the Russian market, mm -hmm. especially in the Balkan regions like Belarus, Minsk. I don't have knowledge about it yet, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, this past few weeks, I'm doing some research on it. The culture, the demographics, everything. I'm looking into into those areas. Uh, maybe, maybe if you have some brokers there, Mike, who could who, who I could connect with in the Balkan regions, especially in Russia, Moscow, Saint Peter's, Saint Petersburg, Minsk, and maybe even Malta Islands, my Malta Islands, Italy. I'm willing to connect with them. I, okay. I, I want to know more about the, the the real estate market there. Yeah, if you have someone who maybe in Vietnam also, I, I I'm willing to connect with them as well, and I want to study, as I'm interested in going inside that market soon. Yeah. So, um, what I do there is that I I do my research. Um, I go and invest first. Then after investing there, I might invite some of my investors to join me, mm -hmm. investing there. But the the investment hotspot still. In, in the world would still be it's way unbeatable i think it's it's singapore london and new york mm -hmm. it's unbeatable i think i think these three hotspots these three cities are, are I, I i i add australia there australia melbourne mm, they're still unbeatable because uh, i i think the property is just just going up and down uh, really fast um, the governance is really there. The government support is really there. The convenience is there. Uh, the problem is the problem is uh, is that the price is really quite high as compared to Philippine standards. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay, perfect. Um, to conclude, um, do you have any final tips and comments for um, other investors, for other uh, real estate professionals, which you would like to give away uh, right now and share with our audience? Well, my final comment would be, um, I hope uh, we as a brokers, international brokers here, I hope we could work together. I mean, I mean, I have a passion in real estate. I have a passion in culture. Uh, one of my dreams is to travel the whole world. I mean, travel the 191 countries. So, and 
I hope that we could connect together. I mean, you could study more about your real estate and you could study more about our real estate. Uh, we could share some notes. And uh, my advice here for ones who's gonna invest in the Philippines, uh, first-time investors, veteran investors, I'm considering to invest. My advice is not to get scared on considering Philippines as an investment opportunity country. Mm -hmm. uh, I can, I mean, there are a lot of brokers there, not just me. I mean, you might not avail my service, it's okay with me, but if you consider to invest in Philippines, find the right broker. Perfect. Especially find a licensed broker. That's really important. I need to emphasize on that. Find a licensed broker in investing in the Philippines because there's a lot of, of I mean, oh, you... Uh, uh, scam. <laughs> Sorry, I, I need to be upfront here. Scam that's happening um, to foreigners when they invest here. So with a licensed broker, you can be protected. Find a reputable company. Um, get all the the five key points that I have discussed. Consider that in investing here, and you won't you, you won't go a long way. I think you're gonna have a fruitful investment here once you do that. Perfect. Um, how can people contact you? Oh, sorry. Um, you can contact me through my email at uh, limsj at cirs.ph or you can just simply visit my site, uh, www.cirs.ph. And uh, I want, uh, maybe I could just ask everyone who's watching this to please like our Facebook page. Uh, like our Facebook page, um, just uh, type Sears, S-E-A-R-E-S. Um, you could, um, our Facebook page is not about selling. Basically, once you like our Facebook page, you can get some educational inputs, uh, great news, um, great articles that might help you look into real estate in the Philippines, not just in the Philippines, but maybe in the world, and even the economy of the Philippines. So guys, please like our page and check our website. Thank Perfect. you. Great. I will put everything into the show notes. Um, Stephen, it's been yes. a pleasure. Super interesting. Um, I Thank learned you. so Thank many you, things about it. Um, I, you showed us, gave us another great overview of the Philippines. Um, you um, gave us a very interesting insight about Cebu, about the islands, about um, investment, foreign investment into, in, into the Philippines. Um, you showed us how to invest, um, the obstacles and also the challenges and also what your service offers in order to overcome those challenges. And finally, you, also gave us a very interesting um, overview on international investment and uh, international real estate markets. Um, Stephen, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. Thank you so much for, your, for all your information. Um, I send the best regards to Manila, to the Philippines, and I, um, I say uh, stay safe and uh, I wish you all the best. Sure. Thank you so much, Mike, for this opportunity. Thank you. Bye-bye, Stephen. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.